And we're recording. I'm going to take a drink of this water. Do it. We're in a WeWork. We're in a WeWork. Not like little. Yeah, WeWork. Mm. We're in a tiny little WeWork. Just it's a little a baby. It's a place where, where little people come to just do tiny bits of work, you know. <laughs> just a little bit of work. We're not working too hard here. Just a little bit. Like a um, leprechaun. <laughs> that was a terrible that was good. accent. I heard it. So, okay, two fun things um, to discuss. This is our, ep- you know, I'm not going to say what number episode it is, because these might not come out at the same time, so no. who cares? It's an episode. It is a Sunday, though, and I did trip balls earlier today. Yes, you did. I wish I was there, though. It was really fun. Do you know, I have never done the mushroom. No, that's really? not true. I say that, and I'm kind of a liar, because I have had microdoses. Oh, does that count though? I don't. I don't really think so. No, I don't think microdoses count. Yeah, this is so weird because the pop. I can't see your face. Yeah, you're the popper stopper. I'm just. <laughs> I'm a secret. Uh, what expression am I making right now? I have no idea. I was stuck my tongue out like three times. I just couldn't now. tell. You couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. That's I weird. Can't see your mouth at all through the popper stopper. I feel very mysterious. <laughs> it's like we're in different rooms. Yeah, but together. Well, if I got a lot of Botox in my forehead, you would have absolutely no idea what my expressions were whatsoever. Oh, we should get to that. That we'll, t- we'll put in today's topic because I do need to talk about that. Well, I think that fits in because we should talk about what today's topic is, which is... What is it? Oh, right. I'm uh, going to say it. Damn oh, it. Wait, wait. Hold on. First of all, <laughs> introduction. Hi, I'm Jenny Zagrino. And I'm Kat Eves. I'm a comedian. I'm a stylist. Woo! And hey. this is Gaudy Positive... Did you almost forget the name? No, I was waiting for you to join oh, in. Wait, I almost forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gaudy Positive. And I'm a hot mess. Yeah, we're ta- where we talk about um, fashion, body positivity, activism. Um, self-love. And self-love. All of the ridiculousness that is capitalistic beauty. Yeah. Oh, and Woo! showbiz. Showbiz. Because we work in showbiz. And then I'll occasionally tell you guys about some comedy gossip. Yeah. And, and what's going on in stand-up world. Oh, wait. First, before we get into today's topic, which is okay. actually about the relationship between fashion and self-esteem. Wow. I know. Getting to the deep cuts real fast. I want to know what your comedy goss is, though, first. I don't have any comedy gossip. What? I Okay, so yesterday I got asked last minute to do a show called Good Heroine, which is mm. at Stories. Amazing show. Mm. And I will say, as we're talking about confidence, is that I do this thing where... So I had done the show about three weeks early earlier and I did my best new stuff and it was great and then I was like oh it's a lot of repeat customers like what if they hear the same stuff and they hate me and they judge me and so instead of just like doing the best stuff and just doing a good show I got really nervous and then I acted kind of shitty to the audience like I just just, like this thing where you're like I mean, I know you guys have heard this one, so I'm just going to like go through it like it's nothing. And then I tried some new bits that bombed, bombed. And they're big act out ones where I do a pirate voice. Oh, man. Which is like, if you're going to bomb on an act out, that's the worst. Oh, no. It's so embarrassing to bomb. Because it takes so much energy to put into that, too. Because you have to sell it. You have to sell the act out. I Look, I still love this character. It Mm. is the pirate owner of the Black Pearl Hotel. Mm. Who I'm gonna do it right now. All right. I'm doing it right now. What if it bombs? I'm only That's one person. Fine. <laughs> All right. I'll laugh even if it's not funny. You know that. I just like themed hotel. I like themed oh, things. Yes. So it was like a themed hotel. Yes. It wasn't really, but in my head it's like owned by a salty pirate. It's just like, welcome to the black I can't even do it. <laughs> welcome to the black pearl hotel. I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm not selling this. <laughs> well, I think you're laughing like, too wait, hard. Of course. Wait, you're going to uh, do so the whole the, thing. So the pirate's like, Arr, welcome to the Black Pearl Hotel. A bit of advice about the sea. Never turn your back on the sea. Oh. And wake up calls are at 11 a.m. Or like whatever. <laughs> like the pirate would just be like, uh, you know, give like sage pirate advice and then also be like, breakfast is served from 9.30 until 11 sharp. But I just... See, you don't even care. No one cares. I, I laughed, <laughs> I just but explained I think you just explained your joke instead of telling it. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah, but it's not good. So, so, Well, I will tell you what is good. The what? entire idea for this hotel. Because you know what? I love the, a themed hotel. I love a themed hotel. Love a shtick. 
Oh, what's the one you went to? Madonna Inn. Oh, my God. Okay, there's the Madonna Inn. There's also Hicksville in Joshua Tree. And I'm just putting it out there because it has a John Waters-themed room that <gasps> my birthday is October 9th. Everybody in the universe, if you guys just want to show up, buy me that room and also, I can live there. John Lennon. Oh. Also, my birthday is the same as John and Sean Lennon. Both Ugh. of them. I know. Well, people, Sean. People are less excited about Sean. <laughs> I like Sean. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, his posts are always very interesting. Well, he never sends me a, you know, happy birthday, birthday twin thing. So he's basically dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. So says dad. Unless we're, f- oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's true. <laughs> Whatever. I have a Beatles tattoo. Do you? I do. I actually did not know that. It says under my arm, it says it's getting better all the time. Oh. Which is a lyric from, Yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Like everyone. Yeah. Well, it's one of my more basic features. It's one of my more basic vanilla latte <laughs> pumpkin spice features. Look, I love it in the butt and I love the Beatles. Okay. Oh. So I have two, oh. t- two sides of me. Is that too much to put on a podcast? No, that's perfect. I'm in my 30s. Okay. I'm exciting. Right. I'm fun. I'm always surprised though when I meet women who are like, I love that. That's Hold on. the best. Well, we just got invaded in LA, so <laughs> what's that? I mean, probably an invasion. You think that was the train? I don't know. Is there a train? Or is here? it a ghost? Oh, I hope it's a ghost. Am I still on mushrooms? No, I experienced it too, and I did okay. not do mushrooms. I might not have experienced <laughs> it, it as intensely tra- as you. <laughs> I just laid on the floor of my kitchen. Yeah. For like two hours. Oh. And like time traveled a little bit. Ooh. Which I norm I time travel and then I do other things. Mm, do other. Yeah. Clean the kitchen. Oh, did I swept? Did you? <laughs> I was on the floor and I was like, "It's so gross here." <laughs> oh, it was the elevator. Oh, great! The elevator's noisy. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is good. So we have okay. already recorded one other episode, but there were some noise things. So basically, There's if always you have a, a noise very thing. very quiet, cold place that we can record Look, this in the future, we're DIYing it. That's right. Okay, you want to talk yeah. about saving saving a dollar? Yeah. I don't want to spend money in a studio. Nope. And have them fuck the sound up when I can just fuck it up myself. I'm just saying maybe we should go to like the Canadian tundra and record this. Calgary? Anyway, let's talk about fashion. <laughs> Wait, we we're talking about themed hotels. You want to get back on that? Or you I want to do... talk about how themed hotels are the best places to take to do photo shoots, but everybody does them, so there's nothing original about them at all. Do you know about the themed hotels? Like the, they're the honeymoon hotels. There's a couple. In like Portland, no. Oh, they're like crazy rooms that are like the Egyptian room, Ooh. Tuscany. Yes, yeah, so uh, there was oh, there was like a pirate's cove oh. where like the uh, bed is a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, it I almost was... stayed in one by myself. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, this is a little sad to like stay in a cummy hotel. Oh, it by is myself. real cummy. <laughs> Putting the oh, cummy in so scummy much cum. since 1966. Right? Oh my God. 1969. That'd be great if it was like a 1960s themed room with a vibrating bed. It would be. Oh I have God. never been on a vibrating bed of you. No. So that must Those are probably big. banned along with the vibrating belts that gave you kidney disease. Oh, they give you kidney disease. Are they? No, they, they basically destroyed your kidneys. All right. Well, you heard it. Is, here that, first. Your, is that your new. Uh, you heard it I'm, I'm exercising retro, okay? That's a fashion statement. Vibrating belts. I have two kidneys. What do I need them both for? Yeah, you only need one at this point. Suffer for fashion. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Take it, My Dolce not, Gabbana. It's not a belt if it doesn't vibrate. <laughs> Terrible. Right. Okay. So, okay. So how do we actually talk about fashion now? Because we've just gone on, we've gone way off the rails. All right, so we're talking about fashion and confidence. Yes. Which, I'm going to look at it this way. The whole idea of fashion is is a dual sort of confidence where you, it has to convince you that you look like shit Mm -hmm. in order to buy the thing that's going to make you look great. So I have a whole, like, I have, like, a lot of theories on this. Okay. Okay, so first one I'm going to get into is, like, if you've ever felt like an outsider or just, like, 
awkward or whatever. And then you go to the store and you find something that you just like absolutely fucking love. And you can like picture yourself as like a music video girl or something wearing that outfit. <laughs> right. Like you just feel or like a lack of outfit or a lack of outfit could be yeah. true. But you know, like you put on like a rad jacket or something and yeah. you're like, fuck, I look amazing. I'm thinking I'm imagining very much a red pleather jacket hmm. with a matching hat. Oh. Via a music video, let's say around 1997. Okay, that's what I'm seeing. Hmm. Is it a raspberry beret? It's not. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I know it's not. Which in that music video, but... not one fucking raspberry beret. Uh, well, he's ironic that way. But you know, okay, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> real quick slide. I know. There's also some theory that raspberry beret is a sex position. Uh, is it a real creepy sex thing? Hmm. Like a butthole thing or something? She wore a raspberry beret. I mean, it makes hmm. sense. I can I can envision it being a sex thing. But also, I'm going to hope that it's not, and that Prince is just talking about some really, you know, she, she's, he said he's kind of that she's kind of dumb, just yeah. some like dumb girl in a nice little hat. Yeah. Being like, let's fuck in a barn. I feel like I now I'm off in a totally other direction and in deep contemplation so about. So how does this make you feel? Confident? What did he make? What did he mean by this song? <laughs> and what did he? How did he feel when all the women went out and got raspberry berets so that they could be attractive to Prince? In their buttholes. Right. They didn't know that they just <laughs> needed to show him their buttholes. Oh my god! If when Prince is alive, if someone was just like, all you gotta do is show him your butthole and he'll hang out with you, <laughs> I would have been there. I would have been at Paisley Park. Butthole open. <laughs> just a, just a, as my friend Allie put it, a quivering butthole. <laughs> How just different would life be if people just knew the true meaning of the song, you know? Next I mean, it probably wouldn't be sung in like for kids anymore. Yeah. Because that was like a kid's song you could sing. Next thing you're going to tell me, that Limp Biscuit album, Chocolate Starfish. That is and about buttholes. It's about, it's not about food. Chocolate starfish? Delicious chocolate starfish. I mean, it was about food at one point. You know what I mean? Oh. Until about two hours later. Oh. I mean, four. Four hours later. Who's nauseous? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, talking about fashion, the whole thing with like wearing stuff that, like you go to the store, you try something on, you're like, fuck, I feel amazing in this. I have like a little whole little theory about this. So okay. one is that... I think that especially if you're ever somebody who feels like alone or an outsider or you're like trying to find yourself, the act of putting something on that fits you right and helps you feel like yourself is almost like its own version of acceptance. It's like the clothing has accepted you, which okay. is why we get so upset if we go to a store and we try stuff on and like nothing fits. Yes. It's like it's uh, like this weird, like silent rejection of you and your body if nothing fits. Oh, definitely. It's not, I mean, right? it's not only it's a societal, it's the stores rejecting you. Yeah. Not only is a store, but the whole concept of that fashion is rejecting you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of something like when I was young that I couldn't wear. I mean, most everything. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, um, bodycon for me, you know, I've recently have accepted more into the bodycon, mm -hmm. but like when you're, yeah, when I was younger before gaudy positivity, um, you know, the idea of like bodycon was like, oh no, you're just like a fat person wearing a very tight thing. Get it right. Off. Right. It's just, it doesn't fit. It wasn't made for you. Yeah. And now everybody's like, what? You're fat. Put on this thing that is oh, like really tight. Off. Show off that fat. Oh, Look at your it. belly. Get it, girl. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Rolls. Thick, thick, thick. But also still have a space in between your thighs. Oh, right. There's <laughs> that. Okay. So that's a real thing too. Like. Self-esteem and fashion, I, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's been New York Fashion Week mm -hmm. and everybody from the plus-size community, it feels like, is at CurvyCon right now. Except yeah. for you and I. We're not there. That's Look, I'm more of the... I understand why I'm not there. Bitch, why aren't you there? No, I know. I'm kidding. No, that was my choice yes. I, because money is like a real thing. But, yeah. But here's the thing. I was thinking about this today, you know, 
Um, a lot of people talk about like, oh, we are trying to democratize fashion and, you know, it needs to be more inclusive and all of that is true. But one thing that has always also been quietly true about it is that the more money you have, the more acceptance you can gain. A hundred percent. So what's the whole idea of like, if, I mean, with art, if like the only reason why art exists is because of patron, because you have a patron and does it like as I love, look, I'm not dissing Lena in any way, but having famous artist parents who have the money to back your projects, Mm -hmm. you know, if she didn't have any money for tiny furniture, would she be where she is now? Right. You know, they didn't have GoFundMe back then. They didn't. They did not. When was the time before kickstarting? Oh my gosh. I feel like everybody I know has had a Kickstarter at some point or another. I haven't yet, but I will. Um, I did for a very, a a very brief, um, what's it called? Um, web series that I did with the now very successful Langston Kerman. Oh. Who was my old roommate. Yeah. Back in New York. There it is. Hold on one second. Let me just. I hope that Langston is named after Langston Hughes, by the way, my favorite poet. He is. Oh, good. I think. I just wanted to put that on I'll ask. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to put that on the record so that when he listens to it and becomes our number one fan, he knows that I know, (laughs) that I know. (laughs) Smart shit. So. Yeah. So back to like this idea of, you know, confidence in fashion is that this is how you get confident, Mm -hmm. but then was also excluding. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, bigger bodies was like, yeah, but no, 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 not for you, not for you. Right. So like the whole concept of going into a store and having an item that like physically embraces you, I think like physiologically, even if fashion wasn't, even if like Cosmo and Glamour and Vogue and all those magazines and whatever didn't exist, I still think that there's like this physiological thing that happens when you put on something that fits right yeah you know it feels physically good it's like the great that that like awesome thing that you feel when something like locks into place you yeah know? so it definitely yeah so I mean that's one of the things I think about is like being aware of that stuff though when you're conscious of it and you go into a store and you're like okay nothing fits here it's not actually a rejection of who you are. Yeah. That's, I mean, are there brands out there that are like still only carrying up to size 10? Totally. But for the most part, it's like, they don't know who you are. You know, like that feeling, it's that feeling when you go into one of those very high fashion stores and they literally just have three of each item out. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. why don't I even walk in here? And you can, like, you make eye contact with the person who works there, and they're just like, no. <laughs> Turn away. Oh, so many times. My favorite <laughs> is when, like, you see the salesperson come up, and you can tell that they are, like, like, they, they, want, they don't want to tell you, yeah. but they also, like... <laughs> they like, slip you a note. Yeah. It's, like, the, they, like, are trying to figure out where in their training manual yeah. there was some way to deal with the fat person who walks in. Like <laughs> We have these blankets over yeah, here. We totally have earrings. <laughs> Those fit for you, right? You know. How do you like our accessories? Right. Huh? We, we have they draw the eye up. You could maybe wear the scarf as a shirt. You just tie it and you know, wrap it's it a around tube top now. to make it work moment, girl. Make you it work. You are fierce. Go yes. you. Yes. It's, yeah, I don't, there is, I mean, there's more inclusivity now, which is good, but even mm-hmm. still, like, I mean, you're telling me how hard it is to find on the floor. Yeah. Anything over a 16 even. Oh yeah. hundred percent. If you are a plus size shopper and you're on the floor in a store, you, and you're over a size 16, 18, the number of things, regardless of what store you walk into, the number of things in your size just goes down and down and down. Yeah. That's really tough. Yeah. I mean, I've never had the experience of, for myself, of shopping for anything over a size 18, but I have yeah. shopped for other people, and it's demoralizing when it's not even myself. Yeah. I mean, when it's not even, when I'm not the one who is, like, has to put the clothing on. Well, it's like that, we have to, like, look at them and be like, ooh, Ooh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. But then there's this other weird thing that happens where, like, thin people... And I've gotten this for a long time because I've been interested in fashion for so long, but I've ha- had like thin people or even people who aren't like thin, thin, but they're like 
maybe like a size 10 themselves or something, just like compliment me on my confidence. Right. (laughs) Like you have a great joke on this. Actually, I do where, so that I think it's on my, I think it made it to my comedy central special, which I have yet to watch. (laughs) It's definitely about a year ago. It's on Conan. It is where it's like this idea of the double standard of, when you show your butt or your body off as like a thin person, it can be very like, oh, what a slut. Yeah. But like when we do it, it's like, she's so confident. Yeah. Oh, she's so brave. How does she do it? Yeah. Just live in that disgusting body every <laughs> single day. It's so like oh, what awful. An inspiration. She makes me feel not so bad. Right. I think that's like the <laughs> definition of a microaggression, right? It's like, I'm so proud of you. You are amazing. Yeah, you did it. You really make me feel better about my own body. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, thank you. Fuck off forever. Like I just I don't, you know, but that's the thing is like I've gotten up for a long time getting people who are like so like they admire me, but then they're like, like, like there's some strength that I have in just like existing as a fat person who puts clothes on. Yeah. Just like then, showing your body. Yeah. But then the other thing that happens is like, as people get bigger, I've also noticed that that praise doesn't stop. But what it happens instead is like, you could almost go out the door in anything that's not like sweatpants or like Jersey material Yeah, and people will be like, oh my God, girl, is that sequins? <laughs> but that's honestly like... Is that a linen you're wearing? Right. Yeah. It is kind of this thing because they're just... Because there's so few options for people who are who are yeah. like above a size 18, let alone below that, that it's like this weird thing where... People are still getting used to... Basically, what it comes down to is, like, people are still getting used to this idea that, the like, there might be fashionable clothes yeah. for somebody who's, like, a size 20 or 22. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done the work of, and I suggest other people do this, is cleaning up your Instagram feed, where mm. I only follow positive plus size fashion people. And it's not to say that the thin ones are, are bad, mm-hmm. But I want to be exposed. I mean, it's, there's studies have shown that when you expose yourself to bigger bodies, bigger bodies become more acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and again, and then also to see just the way, like, I mean, you can't deny the fact that like bigger bodies, things are going to look differently. Totally on your big body, right? right? Like, so when you were dressing me for Badass Bitches of History, mm-hmm. my mother was there. Oh God. And <laughs> I love your mother, but I was going to, I literally like kicked her out. I was like, you have to go. <laughs> so, so we're trying on pants and I have, um, I have a bigger belly. Okay. Yeah. And we all know with bigger bellies, um, that you get like these wrinkles from yeah. your belly to thigh. Yeah. And she just could not. She was like, what is this? She like wanted me to steam it out or something. Fix this. Why? No. Why does this look like this? I don't like it. It look. I'm like, mom, that's my belly. No, 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 no. I don't like it. Yeah. Cover it. No one needs to see this. Well, that is sort of a funny thing though, right? When you're plus size, like I almost think you stop noticing those things if you are in, like I have, when I, as I've gone through the journey of being in like body positive and being in the plus size community, yeah. I have. I'm sorry, it's gaudy positive. Oh, excuse me, the gaudy positive. Can you be on brand right now? Oh, I'm Stay sorry. Stay on brand. Well, I'm both. I am gaudy positive <laughs> and body positive, and not everybody who is body positive is gaudy positive, and they're missing out. That's true. Yeah, but I definitely feel like since I became a part of that community and started doing the work and going on the journey. Yes. My journey. Um. I stop noticing some of those things. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, yeah, that's a roll or yeah, that's a like, yeah. yes, that's cellulite. Like it doesn't, it, I almost notice it more now when there's an absence of those things. Yeah. Than I do when they're there. I really, I want, I started, I, so I just started getting cellulite. Just um, now? Yeah. Oh my God. I and started getting it at like nine years old. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's been, that was one thing I'm like, I know we're just, we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. That I definitely, um, always, 
prided myself that I had really great legs because mm. I used to bike everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was my main transportation mode. So I was like, oh, great stems, man. Look at these smooth as butter stems. Mm. And age, moving to LA, not biking anymore, it showed up. And so now I'm like, it's just, it's just like we're not taught to like accept the aging of the no. body. And no. Well, and cellulite, by the way, is I wrote, I had to write an article about cellulite yeah. treatments when I, um, <laughs> I wrote for Spa Magazine, which mm. is not around anymore. And, um, I wrote this article about cellulite treatments, and when I started doing research, everything I found was like, uh, cellulite is just this genetic thing. Yeah. And it basically is like, your either your skin patterns are like a crosshatch, or they're more like lines. And if they're like lines, you're not going to have cellulite, or you're less likely to. Yeah. But if you have the crosshatch, then you're more likely for it to like come oh, through. Oh, really? It's literally like, this is your skin. Like, that's it. <laughs> Is it? And that's so why now fight it. Right. That's why there is no such thing as a permanent cellulite treatment. So yeah. it is one of those things like I didn't realize and body positivity was not a concept I had when I was like 23 years old writing this yes. article, but um basically it was like, oh, well you kind of just just deal with this because it exists and you can't do anything about it. It's like science, you know? Yeah. And so I remember going to my editor and saying that and she's like yeah, okay, but still write the article. (laughs) So (laughs) I had this like whole, like, I don't know, all these little rockets going off in my head, like, wait, we should just accept it because this is what it is. It's biology. And then it was like, no, we should still. But that doesn't sell, okay? Yeah. It's not going to push products. It's not going to sell these great products. It's not going to just clicks, okay? Right. So write the fucking article. Write that motherfucking article. And I did. Yeah. And, um, you know, but yeah, that's why there's no permanent cellulite things. Do you feel like um, being more in tune with what's fashionable does give you a better confidence or so that's the thing is like yes and no I would say that one of the things that I realized in the past two years of of really like doing this full time yeah um I have always used fashion as something where I always felt like I you know I'm an only child mm-hmm. I'm a product of divorce <gasps> welcome you know I have I have my childhood dramas yeah and my fashion and my style, my sense of style was born from loneliness. Yeah. Which is like the saddest thing I think anybody's ever said. But <laughs> <laughs> I was lonely. And fashion for me, like the Delia's catalog showing up at my door was like, it was like a friend walking through. Yeah. I mean, and it feels so corny to say, but like nothing made me happier than when the Delia's catalog arrived and I would go through and circle things because for me it was like, these are things that they represented to me who I was. Like yeah. they, they saw me. Yeah. Which is of course, like now that I'm older and like slightly wiser than I was in seventh grade, I look at that and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, capitalism. They were yeah. just like really good at figuring out like teen girls. <laughs> yeah. But I would still wear all of the stuff from Delia. So I just feel like they did really see me <laughs> and know me. Um, call me Delia. And so like, basically I, got to this point where I was so excited every time that catalog showed up because it was this thing that felt like an acceptance of who I was. It was yeah. like somebody created a store that was me, that was yeah. for me. Um, the downside of that was that I was at the very top of their sizing. Oh. And oftentimes, you know, like pants and things like that didn't quite fit. Yeah. Right? And so it was this sort of like push and pull. Where I, I, remember, I remember having this pair of like, they were, I talked about this yesterday. They were like these black, not vinyl, but like kind of like, I don't know, but they were some sort of like awesome material and I need to find out what it's called. Yeah. But I remember trying to zip them up and they didn't zip all the way. And my solution to that was just to wear a longer shirt. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I love these pants so much. I'm wearing them. Yeah. Even though they're too tight and they do not zip <laughs> up all the way. And I'm just going to pull my shirt down over them all day. That's what you got to do. And it, it, I didn't, I don't think I wore them twice. I think I wore them that one time and I was like, wow, this kind of sucks. Cause I'm embarrassed and don't want anybody to notice that my pants don't fit. <laughs> but that's what I did. <laughs> I, I, wore, I, I wore them. I think I had a pair like that. They were size, I remember they were size 13. Mm from Hot Topic and they were like these green pants with stars on them 
And these things would fucking barely fit. Yeah. But I was just like, yes, I am hot shit. Yes. Like I, just, I felt so good in them. And I maybe wore them like two or three times. But I just feel like for me with fashion is when the stuff did fit, it was great. But I always felt like I was just on the outside of it mm-hmm. because... Because the stuff didn't fit. So all the cool stuff I couldn't get. Yes. And then I became a super goth kid, so I just didn't care. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I was wearing big pants and giant t-shirts. Yeah. And big sweatshirts as a way to hide myself. Mm -hmm. um, Because I didn't really have have any confidence. And also as a way of like, it was fashion. It was like a kind of like a fuck you fashion. And then I also had this crazy idea in my head. That and this is like one of the very first jokes I ever wrote about too was that if I dressed more like a guy, guys would be interested in me. Okay. Yeah, because I'd be like seen as one of the guys oh. that you also want to make out with <laughs> and put your dick in like that. In my head, I was like, well, that's. I thought that actually I needed to get guys. I needed to just wear like guys' pants, like dickies and things like yeah. that, because I thought that maybe they would be bigger. It's funny though, because that's actually the opposite of the truth. Like now that I'm <laughs> older, like my husband and I, it's funny because my husband and I are probably about the same weight right now, but he's six foot two and I'm five five. So <laughs> he's not six. I think I just gave him some inches. He's six feet tall. Yeah. He's still a tall guy. He's tall dude. He's in the six range, y'all. He's, yeah. He's tall. He's no a, judgments. Yeah. On the Rob. I don't know how. I don't know how. Wanna give him a little Twitter shout out? Yeah. Hello, Rob. <laughs> My sweet little sweet, sweet. Um, I have a client who, for some reason, always thinks that Rob is Nick Holiday, by the way, who's Tess Holiday's really? husband. Really? She's always like, <laughs> is not like anything alike. No, I mean like vaguely. It's really funny though, because like maybe the same color hair, but that's they're it. They're not he even wears glasses. they don't have the same color hair. Different facial hair. Yeah, it's there's nothing similar about them no. at all. No, I do think that they would be friends. They've met, but like it's really funny because my mom, my mom. I don't know why I'm having mom issues today. <laughs> my mom, my client. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's weird. Okay, someone had a Freudian slip just it's now. Really weird. My client uh, said to me, she's like, oh, doesn't Hella Rob take all of Tess Holiday's pictures? And I was like, no. What? Rob has literally never taken pictures of Tess Holiday. <laughs> I don't know. Are you thinking of her husband? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's totally random. <laughs> but um, no, the thing I was going to ask you, though, circling back to what we were talking about. My is, elevator. Oh, oh that elevator. is the sound of the elevator. That yeah. is what it is. It didn't vibrate as hard yeah. this time, though. Um, so when you were like, oh, I'm going to wear boys clothes and that's how I'm going to be more accepted. Yeah. Were you ever feeling like you needed to put on, like, did you feel like the things that you were wearing to impress the guys? Yeah. uh, However misguided it was. Hold for for the elevator. (laughs) It has passed. Did you ever feel like when you were dressing that way, like you were dressing like a guy, Mm -hmm. Um, how did you feel like other women, like other girls responded to you? Um, I feel like it gave me the confidence of being one of the guys, Mm -hmm. right? So there was this weird thing of, oh, they just want to fuck you, but they really trust in me and then I'm going to slip in. Yeah. You know? Do you think it's like a weird little like insecurity thing? And I Definitely. Do, and like a lot of women have that, right? Like, yeah. I'm just going to slip in through the back door. Like you might think that she's really hot, but I'm going to convince you. Hey, Taylor Swift, what's up? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tay-Tay. That was Tay-Tay's first hit. Yeah, but Taylor didn't ever have to do that. Let's just yeah, be real. Yeah, I know. Real. Let's fuck that bitch I, on a million whole, other levels. But well, why, why do you hate Taylor Swift? Because she's rich, and that's literally it. (laughs) Okay. No, I just think the thing about, like, the ruse of those kinds of songs, like Avril Lavigne had this and Taylor Swift did too. Avril Lavigne. It's the same reason I hated Avril Lavigne and hated her song back in the day is she would sing about this like she was some kind of outsider, and meanwhile, like, 
all of my friends had boners for her. Yeah. Like, probably still do, and that's yeah, like, even weirder. Okay, bitch, like, you are wearing a black tank top and a, too much black eyeliner. Wow, you're so on the outside of everything. She's like, I can literally marry somebody from some 41 and... Uh, the most elvish-looking one. Was it? Oh, yeah, she's married to the Nickelback dude. Yeah, and, like, she's... And guys are still like, I don't know, I'd still fuck her. I'm just like, you know... Honestly, if that were reversed, if I we're met doing a, a lot dude, of lady shaming here, and I don't care. No, usually I don't care. I mean, usually I'm like all for lady stuff. But if I'm just being real, the difference that the, like that was always the wink of it. That song, yeah. though, like of everything that Avril Lavigne did and Taylor Swift in the beginning, it's like this whole like, no, no, I'm not the cool girl. I'm the awkward nerdy girl who's actually cool if you would just look at me. But also, let's pretend I'm not like absolutely beautiful yeah. already. Well, it's the trope of the um, the the glasses. Yeah, like, just put glasses. Just on put someone. glasses on her, and she's ugly. God yeah. damn it! What Which, a dog. Let's talk about fashion confidence. <laughs> when fake glasses came in. Oh my god! Yes. Right. I was just. I They're remember. Back. They are back. Yeah, but different way. I will. I have a friend who shall remain nameless, mm. who wore fake glasses, and all of their headshots are in the fake glasses. <laughs> like that was their look was with glasses. Ed Galvez, we're looking at you. <laughs> Ed Galvez, <laughs> um, you glav. Oh, he's uh, whatever. But Glavez and. And uh, Ed's really cool. But I mean, it it worked so well for the look, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they actually had to get glasses. Yeah. And then it was like a whole kind of beautiful full circle. You're like, well, how is it now? How do you like not being able to see (laughs) at night, bitch? But uh, now it's like, it's, it was interesting to me just like how. How what was once seen as being such like a hindrance to your confidence yeah, and who you are is now like so fashionable. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone wants to have glasses, like all the hot, sexy girls, with big, thick glasses. Yeah. But that's the thing is like the wink with that, like is the fact that it's a hot, sexy girl who can literally wear anything. Yeah. So I'm just saying... Sometimes I think, you know, if I were to become a super popular, well-known designer, I would literally do a collection of potato sacks just to see how it went. Oh my gosh. That would be such a great, um, kind of like a social mm-hmm. study is like, Wouldn't just it? put hot girls in potato sacks and see. Yeah. <laughs> see what trends. Like just troll them on it. Yeah. Yeah, like do like a Jimmy Kimmel thing. Like It'll be SAX. What do you think of the potato sacks? Sax, sax. Which which was actually well like gunny sacks. That's true. I liked yeah, their dresses. I liked the gunny sacks too. Look. Yeah, I know. I mean, I see. I love the vintage stuff. Yeah, that's all. And that everybody does. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's not true. But people who don't, I question. But I also love historical costuming. Yes, you do. I love historical you costuming. You do. That was one thing that once I started getting into fashion at like. 16, I'll say 16 was when I started, like, I got rid of the big pants and I started wearing normal pants, which was, like, such a shift. (laughs) I had this whole mental breakdown. I tore down all my posters. And I was like, who am I? Ah. I'm wearing regular size pants. Yes. Um, A little bell at the bottom. And I still, like, and then I started getting to making my own clothes. Mm. Because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to make it. But I have no patience for that bullshit. (laughs) So I'd make horrifically... Horrific clothing. It's really very time consuming. Nobody gives any credit to how much work goes into making like so one much piece of clothing. So much. And then there was one girl at school who like made her own body form, like to her body. Oh yeah. Because you can do that with like chicken wire and tape. Yeah. And but I was always too I was too scared to do my own body. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna see it and be yep. like, Bleh. yep. Here's the thing. I just piggybacking off of that. Then. Yeah. I went through this weird thing. I, you just remember, I was thinking, you know, maybe I did also wear men's clothes to like, I think I did the same thing. Work as shirts you. with yeah, guys' like names on it? Before Delia's really came into my life, mm-hmm. I remember in like sixth grade, um, I was just like noticing that all the boys at school were starting to wear like baggy t shirts and baggy jeans. Yeah. And they had the like, 
the longer hair, you know, like if it wasn't a bowl cut, it was longer than that, you yeah. know? And like anybody who had short hair was like not cool. And you had to yeah. wear vans and like airwalks or whatever. So I started wearing baggy jeans and baggy t-shirts. I do think that like that was what it was. And I had, I had to have my vans. I had to have my airwalks. Um, but I also remember like my stepbrothers had all of these old, like grateful dead shirts and like all these band shirts. I had a beastie boys shirt and I just wore their shirts for like the entirety of that year. Whoa. And maybe a little bit in seventh grade, but then they became by the shirts be worth so much right now. I know. Right. I actually wish I still had that beastie boys one. It's really, it was really cool. I wish I still had that. I I wore that shirt through college. I still have all my corn shirts. Oh, wow. They're never going to be worth anything. No, that's, they're worth, they're actually probably worth more if you burn them. Actually, that is not true because that whole goth shit's coming back right now. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about that fashion wise. If you sell that on Depop, you'll make like 50 bucks a t-shirt. I know. Okay, let's, so now, so recovered confidence. Let's real quick (laughs) move into some gaudy shit, some gaudy positivity. Yeah. Yeah. This whole resurgence of uh, new metal and like new metal fashion. Oh, no. Limp Bizkit shirts. I've seen so many. Like, like my friend had the old Marilyn Manson T-shirt. That's why I don't leave the house. And he actually, got, he now sold I like think seventy-five he's cool. bucks. I kind of think he's cool now. Like, I was terrified really? of him. Yeah, because I was like in my deep into my Christian phase at oh, that yeah. point. So I what, definitely you tell people thought he used to be a Christian rocker. I was. Uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I was like lead singer of a pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, Christian rock band called Rest Assured. Love it. Before that, it was called Next in Line. Wait, so why was it called Next in Line? Like to get into heaven? I don't know. We just had like, no, there was no meaning to it. We were like, Rest Assured, I'm thinking is like, I'm thinking all these death things of like you dying. There was no meaning to anything. Or Jesus rested. The first name of our band was Downtime. And then we found out there were other bands called Downtime. So then we changed it to Next in Line. And we found out other people were called Next in Line. And then we were pretty sure nobody else was called Rest Assured. However, right after our band broke up, I actually got an email from this guy, some like older man in his like, I don't know, 30s or something. What an old guy. Ancient. Um, <laughs> to a 15-year-old, that's like, yeah, that is he's old. approaching death. <laughs> you know, he's wearing really lame tennis <sighs> shoes. Um, uh, that guy emailed me out of the blue one day to be like, we have a trademark right on this name and it's our band name and this is our cease and desist letter. Oh my God, I want to find this person. I thought it was hilarious because I was like, I'm fucking 16, like come at me. But then the other part of me that I also thought was really funny is that I actually took the effort to go and research trademark laws around this stuff. And I was like, you don't have a leg to stand on. <gasps> I so, love it. That's the activist in you. Yeah, I know. At 16, you were like, I was like, you will tell me nothing, old man. You, you know? old 31-year-old dick. You sad little geezer. Your band's <laughs> never going anywhere. And you know what? They didn't. I was right. Yeah, because he probably died out of <laughs> sadness that a 16-year-old yeah. told him what's what. Yeah. He did. And that man so. is my future husband. <laughs> and that man is my dad. No. Oh, my God. No. So sad. So, yeah, your dad emails you. <laughs> hey, I'm in a band now, okay? Knock uh, it off. Honey, I told you, this is our band name, the dad <laughs> band. Here's a cease and desist letter. No, but like... See you at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, see you at Christmas, you little fucking shit. Um... No, but like, yeah, I, so I was like super into Christian, whatever. So I thought Marilyn Manson was terrifying. I was yeah. like, we need to pray that man out of popularity. <laughs> yeah, pray, pray oh the Manson God. away. Uh, and every time like his videos came on, I was like, Satan, you know, no, it was like, I was really? like, this is bad. The devil is on the airwaves, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, bad. But now that I'm older and I'm, you know, I guess like, your cooled your jets. I, I'm yeah. I don't know what my religion is. We don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We'll yeah. find. We'll never find out. No. I, maybe we will. I don't know. Um, but we're a non secular podcast. I'm non secular. <laughs> this is a non secular. This, this is a secular podcast. Is it secular? Yeah, we're secular. We are. Yeah. Wait, I don't even really know. Secular, secular was makes. like such a dirty word. 
Secular is just... No, but when you're Christian, secular is a dirty word. Why? Because it's like, you're not a Christian. You're not saved. Oh, so. I'm definitely not saved. I wonder... So my dad is a recent born-again Catholic. Yes. Hold for elevator. Hold for the elevator, please. So I wonder if he's sad that I'm going to go to hell now. Like, if he finally realized... I mean, it's a real anxiety. all of his kids are going to go to hell except Olivia. I definitely, like, it was a real anxiety for me. And, you know, that was one of the things is I was, like, so into music. I was into all the same things, you know, that you're into when you're a kid, right? Like, I was so into music. I was so into, like, I was really into Christian punk rock. Okay. Um, Like Rancid. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually still, I still liked bands like Rancid. Yeah. And I would just Bad be religion. like, well, it's fine as long as you just like don't actually repeat the curse words, you no know? Effects. And it's like, yes, I love no effects. Yeah. That's a hard one Hun- to run by a bunch of Jews. I know. Well, don't call me white. Don't, don't call me white. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, no, that's sounds... for the millennials out there Yeah, and older. I just want to say so long and thanks for all the shoes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, you know, I think the thing about that though, is like bringing it back around to fashion is like, there's this thing where whatever you are, like you're looking, when you're a teenager, like you're looking for your community. And I think like we take for granted that when you're an adult, that's still true. Yeah. But you do it in a different way. Yeah. Like, and we're not, and you can't do it so overtly. So like one of the ways that I think a lot of people do that though, is through fashion. It's like. When you're a kid, you're like, it's very clear now, right? It's like, I'm a band geek. I'm a, I'm a punk rock yeah, kid. I'm like, a goth. Remember the first thing you'd ask someone Abercrombie. is like, what do you listen to? Yes. What do you listen to was totally the question, right? Yeah. I actually once met someone who said, I don't listen to music. And I was like, you have no soul. I mean, in general now, yeah. Still, yeah. if I meet someone who's like, I don't, I don't listen to music. I'd I was like, like what do you like? And he said, Pokemon. And I was like, you're furthering oh, my point, though. He's psychotic. Right. I was like, how many children live under your Is this stairs? a 40-year-old man? No, he was my age. But he, <laughs> but actually, he was my age. But there, everything about his personality was like a 45-year-old man. Yeah. And he dressed the part, too. He wore Yikes. like... like Tommy Bahama button down shirts unbuttoned with like a t-shirt underneath and like some white dad sneakers. Gross. Maybe some jean shorts. I bet he's like a blue collar. No, I piece mean piece of shit now. I don't even know why. No, not he blue does. collar, white collar. He's like a he's financial, like a white collar. He's a white collar criminal. Let's talk that about guy. which collars we're talking about here, Jenny. Yeah. White collar is a rich one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I feel like he's probably, yeah, like a data entry dude, to be honest. But he just, I like when he told me he didn't like music, he was like not really into it. I just, I remember feeling like, I don't know how to get out of this conversation fast enough. This person scares me. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't listen to music is obviously psychotic. Strange. But, um, uh, okay, wait. Back to the conversation. But yeah, oh, no. Cor- like the, all the old 90s stuff that's coming back. Yeah, like all the old 90s stuff that's coming back, it's like a totally different story. But like when you're an adult, you're, you were like, Anybody like when we were kids? Yeah, we were like, oh, I'm a, I'm really into goth, or I'm a Christian punk yeah. rocker, or whatever, right? And now when you're yeah. older and this stuff comes back, like, how does it make you feel to see like 14, 15 year old kids and, that like, are like old Nirvana and yes. Marilyn Manson shirts? And now I'm just it's like, like you our guys, stuff. I'm just like you don't, hmm, you don't get it. It's really just a fashion thing for you because you saw Miley or not Miley. Um, which is the Kylie Miley? God, you saw Miley. You saw Miley. You saw Kylie Jenner wear it yeah. on a Snapchat, and you're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Like, like you'll never understand the joy of going to the record store when you're when that album, new album, came out. Well, because all of them were closed. But also, like, I mean, they didn't have the choice on that. But also, like, that's yeah. literally the exact same thing that people who would be like Gen Xers probably said about us. Yeah, I, I guess it's on our our. Us wearing like, uh, you know, like deadhead stuff yeah. or I didn't listen Led to the Zeppelin. Grateful Dead in sixth grade. Yeah. I listened to Nirvana and didn't totally know that Kurt Cobain was dead. Like, <laughs> you know, I thought that having a BMG Jesus. subscription meant that I might also be able to somehow get backstage oh, passes the, to see Green Day. Was it the CD? Yes. The one penny? Yeah, there was like Columbia House and there was BMG. How many... How many poor parents? Oh my god! Like we're like, oh no. My mother was so pissed. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, you get eight free CDs and you get to pick out what they are when you sign up. So yes. I definitely, like, I got my first BMG subscription when I was, like, in second or third grade. And yeah. I definitely got Salt and Pepper, <laughs> Boys to Men, okay. Circa I'll Make Love to You. Um, I think I had a Whitney album. Yeah, I didn't do Whitney. I should have done that and I should have done Janet Jackson. I did um, SWV. Okay. What else did I have? I did Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, no. See, that was a little bit later. I was, like, really young when I got it because my next-door neighbor was two years older than me. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, she was still pretty young to be doing that. I don't really know how she was listening. Shout out, Leah. You're probably not going to listen to this. But if you do, like, Leah was Mormon, is Mormon. She's still Mormon. And so I still look back at that, and I'm like, how did your mom let you get away with getting a Salt and Peppa album? <laughs> oh, I remember when that video, like, Let's Talk About Sex. Yeah, when I was that like, was on that like, album. Oh, my God. How are they able to do this? Right? No. I know. Uh, Maeve was, like, six or seven, and I was like, this is so crazy. It was so scandalous. But you know what people forget about is at the end of that album, they had this whole thing that was, like, a conversation between two people talking about what happened. Um, it's, like, acting out finding out that they have HIV. <gasps> I didn't know was that. It, it was either HIV or AIDS. I don't remember. but I mean, it's first HIV, then yeah. it goes to AIDS. I did a lot of research on this. Good job. Because I went on a date with someone with HIV. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Intolerable. Intolerable. <laughs> undetectable intolerable. viral Undetectable load. viral load. I have intolerable Intolerable viral load. viral load is a whole other thing. Yeah. Undetectable viral load. It's very important. People should look it up. Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But yeah, HIV at that time was a yeah. lot scarier than oh, it yeah, is today. Oh yeah, that would actually kill you. Right. I mean, not that it's not scary today, but it was just like, a, we were still, I mean, I remember there was like this home movie, not home movie, after school movie kind of thing, like the after school special that yeah. was all about like a kid who had AIDS and not being blood brothers with his friends. Oh, anyway. I think I remember Did you that see that one? one? And they were like, oh, we'll do Band-Aids instead. But um, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like that. Look, but that kid now has grown up, probably has undetectable viral load, and is able mm-hmm. to have children that do not carry the HIV virus, and is able to have consensual sex yeah. um, unprotected with their partner, and is not giving the virus to that person, because undetectable viral load means that the virus is so low in your system that you can't actually give it to anybody. Listen, so that's, that's what up. I'm saying. That is what's up. And people don't know about that, and it bothers me a lot. Yeah. Even though the person that I went on the date with that has HIV ghosted on me like a piece of garbage shit. Yeah, well. And I did see them on Bumble, and I almost wanted to be like, I thought you died, motherfucker. Oh, wow. Right? Heavy. That would have been mean. Yep. But don't he do deserved it. He, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like just because you get HIV doesn't mean you're still not an asshole. Exactly. That happens. <laughs> right. Like... People get, there's sick people who are also assholes. Yeah, there's sick people who are garbage right. humans. Yeah, there's like. I'm gonna call that shit out. I'm judging your character, not your disease. That's right. I don't see disease. Thank you. But wear condoms. Yeah, do yeah. that. Or do that. I said thank you for no reason. <laughs> I just wanted to affirm you. It's like you hit a table oh, and go sorry. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Oh my God, sorry. Oops, I'm a woman. Um, there was one thing I wanted to add. There's one other thing I want to add about the about the nineties. Yeah, the nineties. These band shirts coming back. Well, so like the kids had them. Or we had we wore them and I didn't know who like Midnight Oil was when I was wearing their shirt. I still don't know who Midnight Oil is. I didn't really know who Midnight Oil was till like I wasn't wearing that shirt anymore. <laughs> so that's really funny. I had I remember so I had thirteen corn shirts. Okay. Hmm. How do you know how many? 13, because I counted them. Wow. (laughs) I had 13 corn shirts. I had a one Marilyn Manson shirt. Um, I think I had a Nirvana shirt that was like a hand-me-down from someone else. Um, And then I think I definitely had a Limp Bizkit shirt. I definitely had a couple of Family Values tour Mm -hmm. Mm T-shirts. Maybe a Mindless Self-Indulgence T-shirt. Were you ever into Mm -hmm. them? No, I wasn't into them. Not really. I'm, I still listen to them on occasion. All right. No <laughs> judgment. Like no judgment. Frankenstein girls. Oh, I don't know. Okay. All right. We're not <laughs> connecting on this at all. That's fine. We'll move on. Um, Do we have any, like, any, any gaudy news, anything? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about gaudy positivity is that it's happening all the time. All the time. Especially with Instagram. So 
Here's the quick take on gaudy positivity. So all these old band t-shirts are coming back. There's a lot of things coming back from the 90s. We've talked about parachute pants are coming yes. back. And we've talked about these band shirts coming back. Those stupid little um, uh, uh, chokers that I always hated, the little plastic chokers. ones. You know what? Chokers don't sit right on my old ass neck anymore. They don't sit right on anyone's neck unless you're a fucking giraffe. It's so. true. Well, I am though, but I'm you like do a have giraffe. a very graceful neck. I have a graceful neck, but like I got a stump neck. I have like a little bit of a chin now, so it it's weird. It's not a bad thing, but it, it is weird with chokers. Anyway, what mattered? I was starting to get philosophical. <laughs> I could feel it coming on. Oh. Um, look, sometimes, sometimes, look, you can't help the negative self-talk and the fat phobia is just mm-hmm. so ingrained in our society. It's really hard. Well, here's the thing. It's like you talked about your cellulite earlier. One of the things that I'm finding with body positivity that is a challenge and why it is not this thing that you're just like, I love my body and then it's yeah. done. It's not like you make a proclamation and it's done and you're yeah. over and everything's great. It's like this continual process, which is really fucking annoying yeah. by the way. Like like mental, mental like work, any like self-love, any of that is just never ending it's like how you always have to do the dishes you know yes. it's you literally will always anytime some new thing comes up as you age or things change you'll discover that you're not as body positive as you thought you were you just didn't have to deal with that issue before so right it is like you just have new yeah things. the cellulite thing is new or like arm stuff is like it's all because your body changes we don't talk about that yeah so it's all kind of new and different and like you know it's just you don't take into account like lifestyle changes. Like, okay, my friend today was talking about, I don't want to talk too much about diets, but they were talking about their diet. And mm. I was just like, yeah. So they're talking about their diet. They're like, well, you know, um, uh, so what I, what I do now is I, I don't start eating till 1 p.m. Because and like all this bobby doo boo bop bop science and stuff. And then about like, you know, because breakfast, like you get that lull after breakfast. Mm. And I was just like, I was just like, I don't, I'm not, A, I'm not really interested in this. And B, like. You're boring, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then B, it was like, okay, like some people get a lull after breakfast, but also just depends on like what people are eating for breakfast. Yeah. So if someone is having uh, an egg for breakfast versus someone is having like 18 pancakes, they're going to react differently. Mm, but then it's like, then, then the diet's like, well, aren't you just so tired after breakfast? And you're like, well, maybe it also, I'm just tired because it's the fucking morning. Yeah. So it's just like, there's all this shit that could be the reason why stuff's happening and no one like is talking about it. Like yep. maybe the reason that you are getting uh, cellulite is because of age, mm-hmm. because of genetics, or because you have a huge different lifestyle change in the way your life is. Yeah. And it's just, that's just the way it is. And we're never taught to kind of just accept that. Right. Okay, so I here's another thing. No, no, no. It was a good <laughs> tangent, though, because I want to piggyback off that a little okay. bit, and then I'll turn it. We'll turn it back to what we're supposed to be talking about. But like, look, nobody's listening to this to just talk about things they can't see, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I also think that one of the things that I realized recently is that the hard part for me in my own personal history is that the only times that I am really ever paying attention to my body and what it's telling me it really wants yeah. is when I'm on a diet. Yes. And that was like a big mind fuck for me to realize that I was like, I thought it was like, oh, I need structure and I need, you know, like I need rules and da da da. And it's actually not even about that for me. It's just that like, I have learned over my life to tune out and not listen to what my body is telling me. Yeah. Because, well, for one thing, I have lupus. So it's like, oh, well, you sort of just like get <laughs> used literally to a certain amount you, of pain. You're crazy all the time. Yeah. It's just like, well, things hurt, you know. <laughs> yeah. My, your immune system is attacking itself again. What are you going to do? You know, but like I, I really feel like that is one of the sort of deeper truths that's really hard is that. Yeah. You don't need a diet in order to start actually listening to what your body wants and needs. You just need to be more mindful and be more conscious. Yeah, you just need to listen anyways. Yeah. All right. But turning that to fashion, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot with fashion and self-esteem is how much of fashion is very performative, right? Like it's this thing that we do when we go, I don't go out the door in like a full LeMe dress to like have nobody compliment me on it. You're right. (laughs) 
But that's the truth is like, I mean, I joke yeah. about that. I'll be like, good. I'm glad you complimented me because I certainly didn't walk out the door to not be admired. Yeah. But the, the truth is like, it's, it is performative. And at the end of the day, like, and Instagram doesn't help this for sure, where people are suddenly like, your worth is dependent on like how fabulous your outfit is. Yeah. And it means nothing, you know, like it does mean something in the larger context of like plus size people being out and being visible. Yeah. And I, fully embrace that and people of different abilities and people of different races and ages and all of that. That part is really important. And I fully believe in the importance of visibility. Yes. The other side of that though, is when you start to get to the point, you know, it's like the difference between me at seventh grade and, and getting Adelia's catalog and feeling seen. Yeah. And being 33 now and whoops, when I talked about my age, oh no, oh, no. I know nobody's over 23 in LA. Uh, Didn't you guys know this? Um, it's okay. Everybody lies to me and tells me I look like I'm not a day over 27. So that's fine. <laughs> um, they're lying, but it's fine. Um, you know, the thing is like you come full circle to where then now at like 33 years old, I feel the pressure that, uh, is the opposite. Like now that I'm in the fashion industry, yeah. my idea of acceptance has changed. So like when I was in seventh grade, I got acceptance just from having a catalog that yeah. had clothing that represented me and I could wear it and go and feel like myself. Yeah. But when you were the second you step into the entertainment industry or the fashion industry or anything where you need to be visible, it becomes this thing where it's about the acceptance is actually about like am I wearing the exact right thing yeah. to be noticed over all of the other people yeah. who are doing the exact same thing as me? It's just how many likes can you get yeah. from what you're wearing or what you're looking at or whatever you're looking at, where it's now it's before because with Delia's, it was a it was a personal thing of yeah. you looking through it, picking what you want. Here I am, world. Yeah. Now it's sort of like I have to wear something everyone else is going to like. Yeah. So I can get the most likes out of this. And it's not about you anymore. So you're disconnected from the fashion completely. Right. You're just there for the likes and the acceptance of other people. Right. Versus like the fashion that you could getting fulfillment out of. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's like, it's also like this, like when I was in seventh grade, you know, what we had when we were younger in terms yeah. of like what our closets looked like is so different from what a closet would look like now for a seventh grader Yeah, because of social media and because of how much the fashion industry and the entertainment industry have driven our sort of like idea of what consumerism yeah. looks like. So, you know, and fast fashion of course does that too. Right. So you are a 13-year-old in 2018, your closet is going to be way more overstuffed than ours yes. was because we didn't have Forever 21 and things like there that. There was no fast fashion. No, but there was Wet also... Wet Seal was probably like the cheapest. Yeah, Rave. Yeah, those were cheap, rainbow, cheap stores, but Yeah, but you also re-wore your clothes. Yeah. And this is the thing is like now, because fast fashion was still sort of like a newer thing... It was, and there wasn't an Instagram thing where it was yeah. like, I need to post a new outfit every day. Um, you just rewore your outfits, you know, yeah. or you rewore those things in multiple different iterations. Yeah. But now I think the pressure is higher than ever for people to never wear it more than once. Yeah. And that's what's really tough. That's like if you go on Poshmark or Depop or any of those sites, which I highly recommend, it's so much better than going to the store. It's definitely more <laughs> ethical. Yep. And it is a little bit cheaper too, usually. But yeah. like, you know, if you go on any of those, there's so many posts that are like never wore. Oh my god. Or only wore once. And it's yeah. like it's a, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, that's I have the some stuff never worn stuff on there that has not that has also never sold. Rude. I mean, everybody go on Poshmark and buy Jenny's buy shit. Buy my stuff. And is then some Poshmark? stuff I just like gave away because I was like, I can't, Fuck I don't want to wait anymore. <laughs> I literally stuffed a, I have like a Moroccan poof chair that I bought, but it's not like, it's not, it's silver and it's beautiful. Yes. But, um, it is not, uh, a chair at all. It's an ottoman. Anyway, <laughs> it didn't come with stuff with filling. So you know what I filled it with? I filled it with all the clothes I was sending. No. To, I was going to put in Goodwill. Yeah. It's filled with. It's filled with clothes. Clothing. Yeah. It's really heavy. <laughs> That's. <laughs> it's very sturdy so... though. Crazy. It's a great ottoman. Because I love it if like you forget 
yeah. you give it away. Yeah. Like one day someone's just gonna open and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whose fucking clothes are these? <laughs> That's their story. What a great way to end the podcast. I know. All I'm saying is find great ways to reuse the shit that you buy from Forever 21 yeah. because it's garbage. And also don't shop there. <laughs> yeah, don't shop there. Don't shop there. I did shop there last week. Don't tell anybody. Oh, Jenny's I'm sorry. Fired. It's fine. <laughs> well, I am not your conscience. That is your deal. Look, I was on the road. I needed some clothes. I think, you know what? We've all been there. Like we've all been, even, I don't think that the most ethical person in the world can even claim that they haven't been in a situation where they needed to get something last minute. It just is the way it is. But what I would like to see in the world would actually be a scenario where we didn't have to worry about whether or not our clothing was made in sweatshops because businesses just did the right thing. Well, they never will. So (laughs) I know what a shitty thing about reality. So on that note, gaudy positivity, gaudy positivity, guys, stay gaudy, stay positive. I don't know. Is that, or can that be a tag? No, we can't end on that. Oh Christ. No, we got to say something (laughs) cool. So Um, the point is, say a good thing about you. A good thing about yeah, me? Say a positive, a gaudy positive thing oh, about man, yourself. I got to say a gaudy positive thing about yeah. myself? I had to talk about myself? Shit. Well, um, I love being, like the more I think, okay, this is, is going to wrap a little bit on it. Okay. So the more I think about like how performative fashion has gotten, the more I want to get offline, yes. get off of social media and just like look in my closet and have fun with it again. Yeah. And like not give a shit about what other people will, whether they'll like things or not, or yeah. whether a picture will get a lot of likes and only do it for myself. And I'm kind of doing it as an experience, as yeah. like an experiment in a way to see how I feel. And that's. I like that. Yeah. I, I um, am feeling good. I had a good shroomy trip. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Being positive about that. That's very good. For and your I brain. think um, I am uh, going gonna go in the direction where I'm gonna start. I want to wear more um, ostrich feathers. <laughs> oh really? Like I would like to incorporate more of that 1968 mm-hmm. to 1972 share. Variety mm. show magic in yes. her life. A little oh. bit of... Um, She's definitely iconic in that. Oh, era. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. I just want a little more razzle-dazzle, a little mm. sparkle, maybe mm-hmm. Elvis. I was going to say. A little more... Elvis and I have the same birthday, so to me and David Bowie, we are all fashion oh. icons. Oh. <laughs> Elton. Elton John would be mine. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. No, me and, uh, me and Bowie and Elvis, just January 8th. All over this place. Fashion icons. Also, Stephen Hawking. What a fashion icon. Look, here's the thing. What we know at the end of the day is that, like, people who go out and go all all gaudy, like, nobody forgets them. That's true. They are memorable people, and they inspire people to be themselves all the time. And hopefully we'll inspire people to be themselves. Be Yeah. So, basically, being gaudy positive is how you become David Bowie. Yeah. Pretty much. Also, have a huge dick or something. Oh. Does he have a huge dick? I don't know. I've never heard that. I'll ask my jacker. All right. right, On that note. (laughs) Bye. Bye.